This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. As I mentioned, I'm not really mad at the guy that did this. And I'm certainly not mad at the guns that did this. They didn't walk in there by themselves and pull their own triggers. The guy that did it was a, a, a lunatic. That's like being mad at a, a rabid dog. I'm mad at my legislators for legislating me out of the right to protect myself and my family. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB 3 to 6. Saturdays was my regular slot. I'm only on until 5.30 today, but uh, we'll fit it all in. That was Susanna Gratia Hupp, who uh, she and her parents were at were eating at Luby's Cafeteria in Texas in the 90s. And a gunman uh, crashed into, I think he crashed through the wall of the or the window or whatever and he got in there just started killing people and she had a gun but she had to take it out of her purse because of a texas law to like not bring it in a restaurant or not carry it in her purse or whatever so she didn't have the gun with her Her father was shot uh she managed to escape but her mother did not follow her and was also shot and uh man she really she was something else as a matter of fact i think she became a state senator after giving that uh like it was only like a five minute talk in, in congress but it was really amazing. You can actually I posted it the, the whole five minutes on MonicaPerezShow.com and PropagandaReportDaily.com if you want to look it up. Um, I'll play a couple more clips from that because she's just so great at uh, the Second Amendment conversation. But that's not, you know, that's not the only thing this is about. This is about dismantling our rights one by one. And due process is such a fundamental right, as um, we've, we've been talking about, like that undergirds all the other rights. Because if you don't have due process, they can just take them all away. So I think the Fifth Amendment is is important for all of them. Uh, but I want to know what you have to say. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Um, you can also tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. My producer, Binkley, is here, helps with the show, uh, keeps up on my Twitter feed when I'm too busy trying to think through what I'm thinking through. So do not tweet me anything during the show that you don't want Binkley to see, because he's looking at all of my tweets right now. So what you got for me, Binkley? I got one from Gary, who tweets, something that scares me about the mental health debate is, who gets to decide who is mentally unfit? We all know that the answer is going to be the government. That should terrify anyone who believes in the right to bear arms. Yes, and in any rights, because that's the, what's amazing about the mental health thing. Okay, so you're a radical threat maker, you know, terrorist type, whatever. That's one thing. But mental health, I've been, I've been going back and forth with people on Twitter and other places, people who have their head screwed on right. I'm not talking about mental health. I'm talking about with respect to rights and individual liberties and all that. And this is like a conundrum for people. Like, well, well, if you are mentally ill, but the fact is, the the mental I, I actually created a hashtag which I thought was hilarious. Every snowflake has a unique diagnosis. <laughs> because, right? It's like something the eye gen can understand. We're trained to be different. We're trained that differences are fine, you know, that you wear two different kind colored socks and that's great. Some time ago, two different two different socks, the people thought you were crazy. It's called crazy sock day. So if you have a you know, this display of your own personal personality is 
personality traits have now devolved into diagnoses. The diagnosis handbook is a thousand pages. I looked it up. Every personality trait, a rambunctious boy has ADHD, needs pills. So what, if you were on pills when you were young, are you now labeled for life? As a matter of fact, Columbine had a couple of shootings by former students in the same district as the big Columbine massacre. So now they follow former students who had a diagnosis indefinitely and can get a judge to give them the right to records, therapist records. So you want mental illness to go up. You open therapist records to the law and to your teachers. Then no one's going to get help ever. You're never going to turn anybody in. It's really, it's like the Ferguson effect. When, when Obama came out and said, we want kinder and gentler policing in this inner city, I said he wants... Maybe he doesn't want it, but what he's doing is creating a crime surge. And that's what happened in Baltimore. I called it the day Obama made the speech after Ferguson before Baltimore was even a twinkle in Axelrod's eye. So let's just, uh, you know, see what's really going on here. Got to take some of these great calls. I lost Bob. Bob said it's all a ruse. And I want to know what Bob meant, but I yeah. lost him. So I don't want to lose anybody else. Let me, let me go to Alan and Marietta. Let's do a little rapid fire here. Alan, what you got? Whoops, let me let me click on Alan so he can talk. Alan, you are now on with Monica. What do you have for us? Hi there. Uh, years ago, everybody was taught, because they hunted and everything, how to use guns and different things like that. Nowadays, most people live in the city and do, do not do hunting and everything, but they want a gun. Why not teach gun safety in schools and make it a require, requirement that they need to pass the course to, you know, to graduate? You and know, you Alan, I got to tell you this. Hold on a second. Then All right, Gad. If you want to buy a gun, you need to take a gun safety course, but make it free. You know, put out by somebody. Isn't else, that the way it is, though? Don't, can't and, you do that anymore? And then you can get, you know, buy a firearm. But I think it might be that way people. already. But I got to say this: the I've the few stats I've seen, and you can't get a lot of stats on this. It's very hard to get stats. Like I would like to know of the thirty-five thousand gun deaths, almost you know, two-thirds of which are suicides. How many of those were government issued weapons? You know, they don't they don't tell you that stuff. Or how many of those guns are actually disappearing because they're suicides? And uh, how um, if you if you look at the stats, the stats I have seen, government issued guns, which come with a lot of training, are uh, more likely to be involved in accidents, um, inaccuracies. They have more. Than, than regular civilians who have guns. So I'm obviously you want training, you want practice, you want a gun culture that's uh, responsible. And I think they, the civilian gun culture is highly responsible. Uh, but I'm, I, you know, that's why mandating teachers to have guns, giving them rewards for it. I, I really don't like these things that come down on high because then you have people who are doing it just for the money and you've seen how that's worked with the foster children program. You know what I'm saying? They, the people who take them in just for the money. Binkley, you're nodding your head. Tell me. I, I think the requirement to be a teacher in some districts is not that high to put a gun in their hands potentially. I think it's a bad recipe. I think that uh, I was listening to a Joe Atwell podcast and he pointed out that it won't be that it'll be that they take TSA people and put them in the schools uh. and that dovetails with what I had said in my beginning of the year what to watch out for this year guards at normal places you'll go in the mall and there'll be armed guards I think that's where, where we're headed so that that you're actually going to have this militarization it's actually a step towards martial law it's not a gun rights thing those are government agents then so now you're, you're just making the problem worse, which is the government agents have all the guns 
and you no longer even have an argument for guns in your neighborhood. So teach the military police to teach instead of teaching the teachers to shoot guns. That's what, that's actually what I think this is, uh, you know, that might be a trial balloon they're floating. You know, people think some of this, you thought some of this was trial balloons. I'm going to Terry and Marietta. Terry, you're on with Monica. Hello, Monica. I'm ex-Army. I've also actually been been committed at one time uh, years ago when I had an alcohol and drug problem. And um, it's really interesting that these people show signs of being out there without being, you know, challenged or whatever. And all I got to say on that is what I was told and what I would tell anybody, if you're thinking about doing something stupid with a firearm, please do the rest of us a favor and do yourself first. That keeps it nice and neat and compact. That, hey, hey, let's not give anybody ideas. I don't. That's. I, I understand what you're saying. Like when, yeah, yes, but that's not cool. Uh, now, you like, said that you like have a permit to carry that. You have a permit to carry, even though you had been hospitalized. Well, yeah, because basically what it was was I was cleared. So you had recourse. So basically, you have recourse. There's basically I had a. You know, I had an alcohol problem, and I had, was going into the DTs, which is kind of like an acid trip, except it's ugly. Yeah, it's so painful that they're afraid for you. So what they do is, you know, in, in this particular case, they said, well, the touchy-feely hospitals that they have probably won't apply very well here, so let's go ahead and put them in a place where he can't get access to anything. Yes. And, and thank yes. you very much. I thought it was a wise, prudent move. Uh I got to watch the whole movie uninterrupted, and that alone probably kept me straight long enough to where my recovery program could take hold. Well, this is what you're bringing up a point that I think is really important, is that somebody tweeted to me, if someone belongs in a sanitarium, they should not carry a gun. And my answer is, if someone belongs in a sanitarium, they maybe should be in a sanitarium. Like, the the mental the mental health that. issues that well, people are talking about... Are uh, come with a whole host of consequences. I had, to, I had to go before a judge and be declared, you know, okay. Competent. Which, yes, which and I, I and I, I think, think I think is a good. I have no objection to that whatsoever. I learned my lesson. I grew up. I had a pretty good career in the army. I'm retired army now, and uh, you know these things with these people doing things. I go, I go. My God, that's why it sounds severe. But then when you look at it and break it down to Mr. Spock's logic. It makes perfect sense. Look, if you're going to go do something weird, don't go after the rock and roll singers or the politicians. Oh, stop. No more suggestions. But I will say there is a process. You're talking about a process. You have to have probable cause, good reason, then adjudicate whether the person is losing their liberties and then give them the opportunity to get their liberties back. Don't say Joe Manchin's going to put you on a list and five years later, if he likes you, he'll think about it. I mean, think about the power that would give him personally in his district. If it was entirely up to his whim. And he doesn't seem like a guy I want having that kind of power. Ian, Ron, Jack, Philip, please all wait. Ian has a very important uh, um, piece of news about the Parkland shooting. So hang on, guys. We'll be right back. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that... I don't even know about, you know. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Sunshine tomorrow, high of 64 in the forecast. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Uh, we are going to Ian in Atlanta. Ian, you are on with Monica. 
Hey, good afternoon. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? Good, good, good. So real quick, I'll try to make this quick. I was uh, a few days after the Florida school shooting, I'm listening to WFB radio, and they started reporting about two or three officers that were there, but they were not going into school and engaging the active shooter while it was going on. And I'm driving to work, and I'm thinking, like, gosh, were they just cowards? Or, or, like, or maybe were they told to stand down? And I'm talking this over with a client of mine later in the day who happens to be in security. And he goes, well, you know, there's actually a lot of protocols involved in law enforcement in an active shooter scenario. And I'm like, what? what protocol would disallow them from going in and stopping the shooter? And then it kind of occurred to me, and this is kind of the conspiratorial thing, like this is kind of a way of putting down a soft stand-down order, right? Like you put all these, like, you know, protocols in place about how you're supposed to engage them or disengage them or not engage them, and in a way that turns into a soft stand-down order, right? Which then, you know, goes along with the whole idea that you don't want to let a tragedy go to waste, right? They can use this later on. That's anyway, very interesting because I've been tweeting, not that that does any good, but I've been tweeting to see if anybody knows or has done any research or seen any articles or whatever, which I have not been able to find, on the protocols of this, especially when you have two different departments. You have the sheriff and you have the police. I want to know who gave the order. I want to see the timelines. I want transcripts. I want this guy's records. I want the school records. I want all the information, and we should be able to get that information So because they want to change the fundamental architecture, legal architecture of this country. So I really want to understand if they're going to make changes based on some failures here, what the failures were. And I cannot get a straight answer on the protocols. And also what you're talking about is what are they really responsible to do. Sheriff Israel said, and it's true according to adjudicated law, that the police have no, you can't sue them for not helping you. They do not have that responsibility. So, wow. All right. <laughs> so, that was very interesting. But, Binkley, did you hear something about them actually having a stand down order? It was reported a couple of days ago that deputies were told to set up a perimeter around the Parkland shooting. They were told it wasn't a training, and apparently, from the radio transcripts, Captain Jan Jordan gave the order the log shows wow that's interesting because columbine the swat team was told to not go in they just let it play out the navy yard shooting which didn't really get as much press those that swat team it's called something else it's like cert but those guys uh were told to stand down and had to defend their reputation against a false official report that they didn't get there on time they were like we were there in 90 seconds we were told to stand down we could have saved lives uh, but I thought when I saw those guys not going in, the first thing I thought was this was a place that had just had active shooter drills and were told that in the next few weeks they would have a red drill with cops firing blanks. So if you think that you're going into a situation and they had a drill that day, the kids were outside for a fire drill. And when they heard the the um, that it went live, they were ushered back into the building which also happened on 9-11. People, I don't know if any of anyone who was outside and then ended up inside ended up dying, but they always tell you, obey, obey, obey. Well, those people were ushered. That protocol was not great, but I'm thinking if there are drills going on that day, that month, that week, that involve li you know, live blanks, maybe that's why these guys stood down. Maybe they do need to reassess their protocols from top to bottom, in which case let's look at them. Let's figure him out so we can opine if otherwise this is just a dictatorship. 
So uh, let's continue this conversation. Very interesting. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Um, we can... I want to talk a little bit about what, what Nix is. Fix Nix is in the news a lot. Uh, is that a good idea? Do we want to fix Nix? What is Nix? And, um, and I also want to get to more calls after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know? This aggression will not stand, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. As far as these so-called assault weapons, you say that they don't have any defense use. You tell that to the guy that I saw on a videotape of the L.A. riots, standing up on his rooftop, protecting his property and his life from an entire mob with one of these so-called assault weapons. Tell me that he didn't have a legitimate self-defense use. What you don't realize over the air is how gorgeous that chick is. So she's like this young, gorgeous chick just pointing her finger in Chuck Schumer's face in Congress. It's like, are you kidding me? Wait till the next clip. I've got one more clip from her. I'll play that at the top of the hour. Rachel will play that at the top of the hour. It's, uh, uh, you actually have to go to our website, propagandareportdaily.com to see uh, the whole clip of Susanna Gratia Hupp so you can see Chuck Schumer's face. Just giving her a drop dead look. You just want to punch him. Anyway. uh <laughs> <laughs> Binkley, my producer, is here helping me with the show and with tweets, but I don't want to tweet, Binkley. I want you to tell me what you told me at the break. We were talking about due process, so everyone's focused on the Second Amendment. I got it. Trust me, I got it. I'm all over that. But the Fifth Amendment, due process, if you get rid of that, all of the other rights go away. So you've got to protect due process, which is, so when they're saying mental health, so this is what their proposal is, basically. We label you unilaterally, we as the government, label you as mental health, uh, mentally ill, whatever that means. And once you're mentally ill, we can do whatever we want with you. We can incarcerate you. We can take your guns away. Um, No big deal. It's only if you're mentally ill. And, of course, every single person on earth could be classified as having a mental imperfection. So then you've got all sorts of subjectivism going there. But that is a great way to eliminate the right of due process from everybody on earth, basically, if it serves the interests of the government to do so. Now, they won't do it to every single person. They'll only do it to the people they find a threat to them, not a threat to you, but a threat to them. Uh, But Binkley, you were saying how it dovetailed into the other big story in the news. What? Tell me. The hashtag Me Too movement, which is going to get picked up again tomorrow during the Oscars. That has been all about no due process from the very beginning. Yeah, and uh, it reminded me, like when you said that, I realized that every time I'm reading one of these stories about the mental illness and taking people's rights away, uh, not you know abandoning the Bill of Rights for this purpose, I can't help but think of Judge Napolitano, who's a libertarian on Fox. I didn't like this. He was you know kind of implied that what uh, I guess NBC or whatever it is did to Matt Lauer, they just took him out. Uh, He said, you know, it's great that they did that because he's a bad guy. And, um, you know, that just goes to show you how much more effective justice can be sometimes when there's no constitution to inhibit, you know, action. 
And I just don't like the way when people are putting everything in glowing terms. I see articles like that in the Wall Street Journal all the time about China. China doesn't have to worry about privacy or Russia doesn't have to worry about privacy. So they have autocratic dictatorships. And boy, can they do stuff with that? I mean, they're going to be richer and more technologically advanced and more orderly and safer. I mean, just saying, just saying. So I don't like that stuff at all. Um and yes, I see the attack on due process coming from all quarters. Thank you for that. Let's get to some calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Ron in Canton, you are on with Monica. Give me what you got. Hello, Monica. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Uh, I just, I was, oddly enough, I was having some of the same conversation but my 25-year-old son, just before I got home, and started listening to the radio. It is and, topical. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I told him. Bring it. Now is not the time to be giving up any rights to anyone at all. You know? That's right. You can't trust any of them, and it will never be enough. That's right. And why do they want him? That's the thing. you got to wonder why they want him so bad. I don't care why they think they want them. They're not entitled to them. They've already shown that you can't trust the FBI. You can't trust the local law enforcement. You can't trust the CIA. You can't trust the Department of Justice. Hillary Clinton's still walking around free. James Comey's still walking around free. Barack Obama's still walking around free. When is there going to be any justice served? Oh, no, I think it goes way deeper than that, too, higher. Uh, but what you said was, yes, it's, this stuff is all about faith in government. That's what sh the sheriff of Israel said. He said, we want the police to have more power. we got to have more power, 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 power. It's like, if you want it so bad, I don't want you to have it. And as a matter of fact, we've seen studies, Binkley's all over this, studies that show that power actually corrupts you psychologically, like that great quote, absolute power corrupts absolutely it actually corrupts you like if in your position of power all of a sudden you become more tyrannical of course that's the mental disorder right there that is the myth it's called um penerology penerology is the uh is the political corruption um they can't get enough power it's definitely a uh a mental defect but one little thing that you said ron now is not the time I flagged when Trump said after Vegas, now is not the time to worry about gun rights, to, to talk about gun control. I said, liberals went bananas. Now's not the time. When's the time? And I said, this year, he will say, now is the time. And he had a meeting with the NRA's Wayne LaPierre. And he said in his own voice, he said, I told Wayne, now is the time. I predicted it because I see this thing as a psyop unfolding. Anyway, I don't know. I think man, I see Manchurian candidates everywhere, and I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm going to Philip in Marietta. Hi, Philip. You're on with Monica. Philip, talk to me. Aw. Uh, I'm going to go to Robert in Tucker. Hi, Robert. You're on with Monica. Hey, Ronica. <laughs> thank you. Two you're questions. Robert. I'm Monica. <laughs> Monica, thank you. <laughs> what's what's on your mind? Week, I heard that the PS. Pediatric um, doctors, um, group of pediatric doctors, whatever their organization is, wants to have all children at the age of 12 uh, be diagnosed if they have depression. And I see this as a slippery slope. 
So if they have depression in their teens, if they get over it, when they file for gun rights, they say, sorry, you're depressed as teen, can't get it. You're also, right. I did see an article, a, a news story about that. They want to go into the schools and do that. It's so funny because you said the pediatric pediatricians want everybody age of 12. And I'm thinking, well, kids should learn how to swim. I said, oh, they want to teach them how to use a gun. They want to teach them about gun safety because that would keep them safe, you know. But, of course, they don't want it. They don't care about thing, their safety. Hmm? Uh, Michael Savage says mental liberalism, liberalism is a mental disorder. If that's a fact then all liberals should not have guns. Well, I'll tell you, I've I've actually given that kind of I thing. Some thought. Yeah, I got it, I got it. So, but here's the thing about that, is that I used to look around and say, like, can you tell in your normal life if somebody's a liberal or a conservative? Because liberals and conservatives look at the other side and think that person's a psycho, evil, you know what I mean? I think it's a little difficult, actually, when you're talking about parenting or driving or whatever, to draw that distinction. What is the psychological manipulation, the the exploitation that's going on is this idea of the other, of just hating, hating, hating the other, which is why when somebody you view is on your side, sells you out or tricks you into giving up your rights, it's that um, what I label the contrary law of democracy. It plays on... uh, on a, an absence of critical thinking, on emotionalism, which in itself is a, a, a mental impairment, you know? I mean, but that that's why that is the greatest threat to democracy, is the way the propaganda machine manipulates your uh, opinions to support policy, not because they care about your votes, but they care about you thinking that you're consenting as a body, Uh that's getting a little philosophical. So I'm going to go to Norton and Alpharetta and see if he can bring us back to the here and now. Norton, you're uh, on with Monica. Uh, Monica, that's Gordon. You are doing Oh, Gordon. Hey, uh, hi, Gordon. How are you? I uh, listen to you all the time. Enjoy their class. I was curious as to whether or not they have come up with who wants to stole that uh, AR uh, weapon to this bozo. And uh, if they did, Possibly could it be one of the ones that, uh, uh, if you remember that, when the federal government gave uh, Mexico a uh, cartel or somebody in Mexico. Yes. Of guns, uh, Operation you know, Fast and Furious. I did a lot of work on that. Go to MonicaPerezShow.com. I mean, it was outrageous. And Eric Holder lied. One of his motive was for that. Uh, it could have been one of the guns that he gave to Mexico personally that uh, ended up in the hands of this guy. Kill, uh, kill all those people down in Florida. But uh, I've heard nothing mentioned about that. Uh, you say you had involved in research in that? Uh, uh, I, no, I didn't research whether this guy in Florida got one of those guns. But in fact, the government, I, I do believe a great article by Robert Farrago, and I forget the other guy's name, to my uh, disappointment from uh, the truthaboutguns.com had ran these articles. I think they were from the Washington Times. And these guys said that we were basically uh, arming the Sinaloa cartel in order to affect the outcome of the Mexican presidential election. I mean, and then they had Operation Cashwalker, which was related to it, where the government was allowing, like, drug money. They were, like, guarding drug money and transfers of guns and drugs. I mean, it's crazy what goes on at the top. And the reason they didn't 
uh, call it all out is that both the left and the right, the Republicans and the Democrats are dirty on that stuff. So you see all this uh, back and forth on CNN and Fox and act like, oh, you know, Democrats and Republicans are at each other's throats. And depending on which side you are on, you think they're fighting the good fight. I think they're all doing that as a show. They're actors and uh, they're literally actors in some cases like Donald Trump. And uh, and they're there to to fool us into thinking our democracy is functioning. And I really do not think that it is. Um, but I am going to go to Richard in Atlanta. Richard, you have the last word. You got one minute. What do you got? Hi, Richard. You're on with Monica. Can you hear me? Hey, Monica. I'm sorry. It's Good right. to have you back on Saturday, by the way. But I just want to make a comment. You mentioned you don't like us being us compared to Russia. Uh, or anybody else, and I agree. Uh, in fact, just a couple of weeks ago, I think it was just before the Parkland shooting, there was a church shooting in Russia where the police were not even armed, and they had to wait for the military to come and get the guy. And I believe it is in one of the New York papers, but, you know, they don't cover that because, you know, that doesn't fit the narrative. They, they want that control, that they point out companies, countries like that that have the control, but they don't report the crime problems they have. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, agenda in the reporting. And it's so funny, numerous people from other countries that I have met, Sweden, UK, Australia, have said basically the same thing to me about their impression of the United States. Like, oh, like literally this sentence basically comes out of their mouths. Oh, in the U.S., people get shot because there are guns everywhere and they die in the gutter because there's no health care. I mean, that's the propaganda, you know, that's what people think. And these stories that get out there, sometimes we see these weird Facebook live stories, somebody gets shot or whatever, and you're like, eh, that's kind of weird. doesn't get a lot of coverage. I think a lot of that stuff is designed for export. I think a lot of that stuff is to have like a kind of worldwide, you know, because the liberalism, communism, globalism, those are international movements. And and there's a there's a there's a force behind that. And actually, that world government tack is is trying to reach directly into our cities. Look up strong cities. Look up smart cities. Look up, uh, you know, when the Paris Accord, when Trump wanted out of the Paris Accord, 60 mayors went to the world government, appealed to the world government. You got to see this is this is a world. This is about world government. And and when you look at that context, the pieces fit together better, in my opinion. 404 1-800-WSB Talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. You maniac! You blow it up! On News 955 and AM 750 WSB. 60 degrees outside the studio. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemates Heating and Air. Uh, I am gonna go to Amanda and Norcross. Amanda, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. I was just going to say, you said something very interesting a few moments ago about democracy and um, how we were working to get rid of it in this country. In all reality, this country is a republic, and democracy is just mob rule. And I was thinking everything that's going on right now is working towards that situation. I would, I mean, I think technically, if you want to be technical, it would be a, a democratic republic but i think maybe it's better to call it a constitutional republic because right i mean i'm with you i feel like i do i i know it's sloppy of me to say it's a democracy but i feel like that is 
the way they control our minds to overrule the fundamental, immutable, objective laws that the country is based on. Because the democracy is really how you get representatives. But the representatives yeah. are supposed to be bound by these foundational laws and, mm-hmm. and not a king. You know, not we're not uh, that republic just means no king. Yeah. But yes, God, your turn. <laughs> and I think I think the big thing for me is the, it seems like the citizens in this country have completely walked away from the idea of liberty. Um, that they want to be prisoners within their own country, and that just is what makes me sad. <laughs> Don't you feel so. like it's like half and half, that, that there's a, 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 a cultural divide, let's say? I mean, I, I hate to pull words out of the mainstream press, but I did read that this week. I feel like I, I have a book. It's too hard to slog through. I started it, but I can't finish it. It's called The Ideology of Tyranny, and it talks about how taking our eyes off of those fundamentals and uh-huh. creating cultural divides make us hate each other. And yeah. then we, they, those guys get away from with murder because we're so divided. I don't think we've necess- yes, I think we've lost our our grip on the foundational principles. Yeah. Anyway, and I, think, I just yeah. I love your show. I oh. wanted to let you know that, and I am you challenge my mind to look at things from a different perspective, and I am uh, definitely on par with how you um, verbalize what is going on in this country. So thank Thank, you. Thanks so much, Amanda. I hope you call again. I, uh, I did want to say that I do think, um, that when you have somebody like Trump who does not look at the principles when he was running, people loved him. And I said, he never talks about the bill of rights. That's not good. Uh, so now that's when that chicken is going to come home to roost. And, and it was him hijacking the Tea Party, the grassroots liberty movement, all that stuff that was really catching fire as a reaction to Obama, probably, that, uh, you know, they took that energy and they redirected it into a pragmatic guy who speaks his mind, makes you feel like he could get something done. But once you lose sight of, of the principles, getting stuff done is not necessarily a good thing. Give me a call, 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. More to come. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.